Hey guys, Isaiah here from the Southern Spectre Podcast. Just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you all thank you for the downloads and the likes and the listens. We really do appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, please do us a favor and leave us a five-star review wherever you may listen to podcasts. It helps us out and definitely helps the show. We got a lot of cool things heading your way very soon. And to start things off, we have added a number that you can actually call. Leave us a voicemail telling your spooky story or maybe ways we can improve the show. That number is 704-666-3017. 704-666-3017. Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. And now on with the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Southern Spectre Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah. And Lexi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I am great. Uh, Guys, if you didn't catch that last episode of ours, that was part one of strange, weird phone call phenomenon. Yeah. Go back (laughs) and listen to it. It scared me. Yeah, uh, she was home alone at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she had to grab her teddy bear. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it it got pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty spooky stuff, and we're gonna be covering even more today. Ooh, I glad know, I'm not right? home alone. That's right. Right. Um, yeah. So we got some more to dig into. So we're not gonna waste a whole lot of time with you guys today. Um, so there will be no Southern Dictionary for you guys today, although I may just take a moment and tell you all. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lexi actually saw this. Why? Because she follows me on uh, TikTok. Yes, I do. At the Southern Spectre podcast. As and you all it, should, too. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so I told the story. Uh, it's one of those weird Southern tales uh, that just doesn't make any sense, but I'll share it with you guys here. Uh, so bottom line is uh, several many millennia ago, I used to work at a uh, gas station. I was 15 years old at the time, uh, 15, 16, around that time frame. And so during the summer, we would get uh, a ton of, of uh, people that were coming through, uh, we 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 were right next to a a, a, a a flea market, so we had a lot of people coming in and out for that, so on and so forth. Well, down here in the south, the further south you get, you'll notice that uh, we like to sell crickets. You can also purchase crickets. You can purchase worms right inside of your gas station. A lot of places around here, you can even purchase a hunting or fishing license. Used to be able to, uh, but anyway. A lot of people come in with their cricket cages because that's what you keep your crickets in. And that's what you you take down to the creek or the river if you're fishing and, you know, you keep your crickets in it. Well, we had a cricket cage in there with a bunch of crickets in there. And it was my job uh, to go and actually get these crickets out for people. Now, the way we sold them 
was by tube or a half a tube. Uh, but you could get as many half tubes or tubes as you wanted. So long story short, we had a gentleman come in during the summertime hours and he come in early that morning. I remember it quite clear. He asked me for a hundred crickets. And I told him, I said, no, sir, we don't count them out like that. I said, you can, you're more than welcome to get a tube or a half a tube. Now, when I say tube, I literally mean it's like a, probably about a seven or eight inch uh, plastic tube. And we would cut the tops off of a plastic two or three liter bottle of your favorite soda, just insert name here. And we would attach it to the end of that tube. And so you would have to, we had like these eggshell cartons in there and the crickets would crawl up under there because they love the dark and that heat. They just gather together. And so you'd have to pick that thing up and shake it. And all these crickets would fall out and you would get run them into the corner and you would take the edge of that um, plastic uh, soda top, I guess, a uh, soda two liter bottle top. And you would just scrape up like in the corner and all these crickets would fall down into the tube. So once the tube was full, however many the customer wanted, you'd pour them into their cricket cage. So once I explained this to him, like everybody else in the area already knew, this, of course, did not satisfy him. And he asked again. I said, no, you can't get them like that. And he he went on to tell me that he had come in there several times before and purchased them like that. I said, sir, I don't work with anybody in here that would count you out a hundred crickets and you know (laughs) exactly and i'm like you know i'm not gonna do it and so he's like first thing he says i want to speak to the manager you're more than welcome to sir because it's not happening today tomorrow or next week or any other time so that's in that's what ended up happening so he thought he was going to be clever and send in somebody else like i was going to change my mind about it (laughs) Same thing happened, and this carried on for I know two or three weeks at a time. What? Seemed like every yeah, like every day they wanted to come in and get a hundred crickets. Now, what the significance of a hundred crickets is, I do not know. Although my wife did make a good point, she said, "Did you ever stop and think that maybe they got a snake or you know some sort of lizard or something at the house they need to feed?" Well, I said, "No." I mean, but that's how very do they well know possible. He, true, but how do they know he wants a hundred crickets? Okay, but also, why didn't he just buy a tube, found out roughly how many crickets come in a tube, and say, hey, I need, you know, however many tubes? I agree. I agree. Um, You know, when I go to buy dog food, or, well, I don't buy dog food, but cat food, I don't go to the store and say, well, y'all ain't got no bags with, you know, 1,500 pieces of cat kibble in it. (laughs) Right. So, you know, what am I going to do? You know, it doesn't work that way. So, but anyway, I thought it was... Maybe that was just his jam, though. He was just kind of a a perv and he just wanted to see a guy count out a hundred crickets. That was, that's his kink. I don't know. That's weird. I agree. It is weird. And who knows? It was just one of those things, one of those strange stories that kind of stuck with me. And it's, it's always stuck with me for God knows how long now. And it's, it's just weird. Have you ever seen that guy again out in the wild? Um, yeah. Cause, um, matter of fact, uh, where we lived at, I actually lived right beside him. <laughs> oh, okay. But did he know? Did he know that? Uh, do you know? Did he recognize you as, hey, you're my neighbor. I want 100 crickets. I know he knew my parents. I'll put it okay. that way. But this is the same guy that um, tried to, well, I'll tell you this. Somebody else on his property tried to say that I was out on their driveway. Now, when I say driveway, 
don't take that to heart. This is not concrete. This is not gravel. This is a dirt driveway. Okay. Okay. So when I say that, um, apparently someone was out on their driveway aiming back toward their house with a gun shooting it. Now, someone else who lived on that property swore up and down that it was me over there shooting at their home. Funny thing was, I wasn't even home. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Was this uh, before or after the cricket incident? Oh, this was after. This is years after. Yeah. Because uh, I recall that. He held a grudge. I have no idea. But, uh, But then again, this is the people that were, you know trespassing on our property we i know for a fact they were trespassing on our property because we caught them several times oh Um, yeah yeah yeah. but anyway wow it's just it's just one of those things but just (laughs) yeah i reckon so (laughs) people are strange yes they are uh so but anyway to go ahead and kick uh part two of the strange phone calls uh that we have for you today I'm going to talk to you about uh, a Mr. Godfrey Daniels. Now, Godfrey Daniels happened to be thumbing through a magazine one evening. And he came across something that really caught his attention. And it just happened to be, it was just one of those things. It was just a casual mention of a telephone deep in the middle of the desert, miles from any paved road, accompanied by this telephone's number, caught his eye, and piqued his interest. Now, the concept that a phone serving a mysterious clientele stood in the Mojave's moonscape, its ring echoing off into nothing, it transfixed Godfrey Daniels. Now, for over a month, Mr. Daniels had tried to dial the phone number. He could never, he could never get through. And so he tried, uh, it's kind of like winning the lottery ticket, uh, you know, trying to win the lottery. So, you know, the more you play, the more you increase your odds. So he started calling more and more frequently. Uh, Now, in his own words, he says, quote, I was just imagining making a phone ring out where presumably no one could hear could hear it except the coyotes. But then there was also in the back of my mind the thought what if, like, what if somebody is wandering by? Who would it be? Who would be out there? Who would pick up? End quote. So then one day, against all odds, Daniels got a busy signal. So in a frenzy, he called until the busy signal gave way to a ring, and a woman answered on the other end, solving the mystery of for whom the phone rang. Now, Lorraine, who was a cinder miner who lived off the grid, used the uh, Mojave phone booth there for her calls. Now, rather than ruining the mystery, Lorraine's existence further delighted Mr. Daniels, providing crucial details to his obsession. Now he knew the phone was real and he could visit it. Now, the Mojave phone booth was located between Baker and Vegas at the turnoff for SEMA. Now, surrounded by Joshua trees in the middle of the Mojave National Preserve, in person, it was exactly as it had appeared in Daniel's fantasy. With the desert's unrelenting vastness expanding in every direction, he made a call from it 
to his friend, completing the cycle. But he didn't stop there. Daniels returned home and built a website dedicated to the Mojave phone booth, and he published its number, 760-733-9969. So all the world could enjoy his finding. So in 1997, this was the best thing the internet had ever seen. (laughs) All of a sudden, people were making pilgrimages to the phone in the middle of nowhere, and the line rang off the hook. Visitors would take turns answering calls from the farthest corners of the earth, having conversations with strangers when language barriers are loud. Unfortunately, the phone's unbridled popularity became its undoing. Heretofore, its location in the midst of the Mojave National Preserve had been a non-issue for the National Park Service. The sudden increase in traffic, one of the earliest examples of a real-world location going viral thanks to the internet, was a problem. So one day in May of 2000, the Mojave phone booth was there. Then the next, it had been leveled, leaving only a concrete pad as a makeshift grave where that mysterious bridge between the digital and real worlds had once been. Admittedly, the payphone itself had always been an outlier in the world. The fact that it was a little too good to be true is what drew so many to it over the years. So not long ago, a white hat hacker and freak by the name of Jared Morgan, a.k.a. Lucky225, decided to resurrect the spirit of the Mojave phone booth. Anyone can now call the disembodied phone at its original number, where, where they will enter a conference call. Much like calling the desert, someone may be waiting on the other end. Or the caller may find only the sound of their own voice echoing in a vast digital emptiness. But back in the real world, the physical booth itself remains gone. And even the concrete pads have been demolished. Nonetheless, a pilgrimage to the site of the former Mojave phone booth at the coordinates provided still seems honorable. Given its historic virality and continued disembodied existence out in the ether. So just thought I'd share with that. Uh, It's one of those stories I heard uh, over the years and I thought it was, I think it's pretty intriguing uh, myself. And the reason being is, you know, you're out in the middle of the desert out where a number of UFO sightings have been reported and there in the middle of nowhere stands a phone booth. You can't even find a phone booth anymore. Right. And so it's just, it's weird, it's awkward, and it fits perfectly here on the show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That was one of the first, I guess, cases of something going viral. That's really cool. I had never heard of that before. I thought it was really, really interesting. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. And I think I actually first came across that... um, Back on like the Travel Channel, uh, probably where they were, you know, talking Area 51 or UFOs uh-huh. or something like that. And they yeah. just happened to be talking about this phone booth out in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, what is going on? And so it was a big deal for people to call the phone booth. And just like Mr. Daniels in the story, they would like to, you know, one day make that trek to the other end of where they had called. Yeah. And answer to who knows who might be calling. Right. 
I would have called it if I had known about it. Oh, I would too. So apparently we can call that now. So what one thing we talked about before we started today's show uh, was at the end of today's show, we're going to give you guys a list of numbers that you yourself can actually call. And uh, who knows, maybe in a very near future episode, we will use um, our digital devices here and give these numbers a ring and we'll record it all for you guys. I'm excited. Uh, me, not so much. <laughs> are you are you scared? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not home alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know, what if what if what if somebody picks up? <laughs> what if they do? <laughs> what if they don't? I mean, we can just say, "Hi. It's Hi. us. How are um, you?" <laughs> We'll hey. get into that list of numbers here shortly because I promise you they are quite unnerving. Ooh. The word unnerving is unnerving to me. I agree. It's almost one of those words by looking at it, if you spelled it backwards, it would spell the same thing, but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, before I forget, that uh, story actually comes from atlasobscura.com. Cool. Um. So now we're back to uh, the strange phone calls. Uh, so this first one is about Mr. Dale Williams, who was 42, owned a body shop in Nucla, Colorado. On May 27th of 1999, a stranded motorist called for help. Williams' friend, who was at the shop, thought that the caller was female from the way Williams was talking. Now, Williams seemed to be in a normal mood when he left. But the weird thing was... That Williams wasn't a mechanic, so he didn't usually go out on many calls. Yet, he left in the company truck, and that was the last confirmed sighting of him. Five weeks later, the truck was found where the San Miguel River and the Dolores River meet. The truck was in gear, and the ignition was on. Also, the window was half open, which his wife thought was strange, because he always drove with the window all the way down. Now, one suspect was a former friend of Williams. Williams and his wife had helped the former friend's wife move, and they refused to tell him where they had moved her to. Now, evidence that pointed to this former friend included torn up pictures of Williams and the former friend's family. They also found a 22 caliber bullets around the shop, Williams' wife, who ran a video store, uh, said someone had dropped off a 22 caliber gun in the video return box after Williams had gone missing. Now, both the pictures and the gun had come from Williams' shop. The police interviewed the former friend, but he denied any involvement. Williams has never been found, and no one has ever been arrested in connection with the crime. The identity of the caller also remains a mystery. Wow. You never know who you're going to call. You never know who you're going to reach. You never know who's going to call you. That's true. Creepy. Might get a call from the state prison. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've erased that part of my brain. <laughs> that My memory is, is gone. They're going to call back. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Call from another number. How many numbers does the state 
I have no idea. Only 32 more to go. <laughs> Get to blocking. That's right. If I knew them all, I'd just block them now. <laughs> that is pretty spooky, though, that... Uh... Yeah. And it sounded like there was a lot of evidence, too, but no one was ever arrested or convicted. He was never found. That's weird. Yeah, no one to connect it to. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably the former friend. He seems pretty sketch, but, you know, if you don't have any concrete evidence, what can you do? I agree. So, I, I mean, it does. There's nothing in that story that quite adds up um, because they said, you know, Williams owned the shop, but he wasn't a mechanic. So why was he taking out the the mechanic truck or the company truck out to wherever he was going? And then this truck, nobody ever sees him again, you know, until five weeks later. So weird. very, very weird. Very weird. Ooh. So um, don't take your company vehicles anywhere. <laughs> so our next story takes place in April of 1990 with Nathan Neesmith, his brother Billy Joe Neesmith, his nephew Keith Wilkes, and his friend Franklin Brantley. Set, they all set off from McIntosh County Pier in Georgia to go on a seven-day commercial fishing expedition. Their ship, which was named Cassie Nicole, had just recently been docked for maintenance. They took it to an uncharted reef off the coast of South Carolina. Of course. Early in of the morning. <laughs> I know, right? Early in the morning on April 12th, their boat capsized and quickly took on water. They had to abandon the ship, so they boarded a raft. Nathan left the other three men in the raft with food and went off in a wooden box to go find help. He was rescued five days later. But the five rest days? of the five days. Ooh. That is a hell of a wooden box. Goodness to be gracious. Floating around in. Um, wow. But he was rescued five days later, but the rest of the men were never found. The only things ever found were a sleeping bag and a life vest. One probable conclusion was that the men simply drowned at sea. While that is wholly possible, there were strange phone calls from a man who didn't speak English, which made the families of the missing men think that they were still alive. So starting about six weeks after the disappearance and continuing over into the next year, there were seven calls made in total. Four were made to Nathan's sister, and the other three were made to a man named Doug Tyson, who was the owner of the Cassie Nicole. The caller would just repeat the phone number, say the name of the person he was calling, and the name of one of the missing men. Billy Joe. In the last call, the man said he was going to bring them home. However, the men were never seen again. The phone calls led the family to speculate that the men were actually rescued from the ocean, but were being held captive in a foreign country. Yet, there is little evidence that helps shed light on what actually happened to the three fishermen. That's spooky. That is definitely spooky. Uh, I mean, and... Yeah, it very well could have been. And you know me, I'm going to come up with the most logical explanation or the most boring explanation. But yeah, it was probably a hoax. That is one creepy AF hoax. 
What would you I do agree. if you were getting I, calls like that? I would trace the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, in 1990, I mean, well, well I guess I you mean, would have to call the phone company and all of that. Oh, it can be done. Oh, it can be done. Oh, it can be. Well, um, it wasn't. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I'm no expert on it, but um, yeah, some of the line of work that I used to be in, um, I actually worked in some of these uh, buildings. And uh, we would, uh, it was, some of the people we worked in there with, we, we actually worked inside like a, uh, a phone building, like a AT and T, which back then it was Bell South. Uh, right. This was these were all landline phones, of course. Um, we had internet running in there, so on and so forth. And uh, one of the things was there was something called a T bird box. Uh, normally we didn't mess with them, but some of the uh, people that worked in there did, and they would plug it in to. Um, they, they really did look like the old style switchboards that the operators would, you know, they would plug and unplug different phone calls, so on and so forth. Oh, huh. So, yeah. So in there, this T-Bird box would actually monitor phone lines and it had a speaker on it. So like if you, whichever phone line you patched into, you could actually hear these people speaking. But it was a big no-no to just stand up there beside these (laughs) uh, T-Bird boxes and just listen to the conversation. That was a big no-no. Although, it was very hard to do sometimes. Uh, So, it just depends on where we were working at. But, uh, yeah, they told us, you know, hey, what are you doing here? You got to keep moving. Yeah. Don't stick around. Yeah, don't stick around. So, it it could be done. I mean, the technology was there to be able to, uh, to do that. But... Um, I'm pretty sure that the technology we have today would be a lot quicker. Right. Um, but, but that's just that's just weird. The fact that you claim that you have them, you're going to come, you're, you're going to send them home, but you never do. Mm. It's just weird. It's very weird. It's kind of like, kind of like a, a ransom phone call, but not asking for anything. Yeah, they never asked and, for anything. Yeah. Very they never weird. Made the, any other kind of proof that these guys were still living other than these phone call, you know, just random phone calls that didn't give very much information either. So back in 1990, if I recalled correctly, um, if you made a long distance phone call or if you picked up a long distance phone call, it would show up on your bill. I would think so. Even so if you, it re- seems, if you yeah. received one too. Yeah, I think so. Were you charged for it, or did it just show up on your bill? I, I don't know. I can't remember because, you know, things were a lot different then. But uh, I know my parents used to fuss at me, like, who'd you call? Or, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, who'd you accept a phone call from? Right. Or so on and so forth. Um, but back then, you know, they had the people that they would call, and they would say, hi, this is Sprint. We, we, are you happy with your current long-distance oh, service? And I yeah. was like, yeah, we don't have a phone. Click. <laughs> That's a good one. We so I mean, yeah, yeah, we don't have. But a phone. who was phone? <laughs> who was phone? And who was um, phone? <laughs> my dad's dead. It's phone. Then who was phone? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is weird, you know. So it just kind of, I don't know. It just seems like that would show up on a phone bill. A phone record. So, I mean, it seems like somebody could pull it up and see if it was either the same number being, you know, calling or uh, if it was from the same location. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I'm Oof. no phone. I'm no phone expert. 
I'm not either. All I know is that that's pretty creepy. It is. And that is one heck of a wooden box. I agree. That thing held together quite nicely. Okay, hang on. Uh Uh-oh. Is that what really happened? What do you mean? (gasps) Oh, I know what you're going with. Mm -hmm. He ate them. Is that what you're going to suggest? wasn't what I was going with, but sure. I mean, that, <laughs> that could have happened. I was going more along the lines of he was never in a wooden box. It was all a ruse anyway. The men were murdered. And then he comes up with this. And I'm not saying anything negative about this guy. I don't know the guy. This is just yeah, me yeah, being yeah, stupid. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, was this all a ruse? Was it a planned thing? But did he have anything to gain monetarily from it? Now that it doesn't go in into, yeah. but but you know um, maybe that whole story. Oh, I survived in a wooden box for five days. No, you probably didn't. You probably got on a bass boat or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say a, a wooden box, it, yeah, it was a, it was a bass boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a floating wooden John boat. But still, fight. <laughs> I don't know. I know, right? I know. Five days. But now he said he left them with food and water and, you know. Okay, said, remind right. me, where, where did he leave them? Um, It doesn't say, hang on. It doesn't say where he left them. I mean, just like floating in the water or what did they have? They set off from McIntosh County Pier in Georgia to go on a seven-day commercial fishing expedition. So they took it to an uncharted reef off the coast of South Carolina. So in the early morning hours of April 12th, their boat capsized and quickly took on water. They abandoned ship and they all boarded a raft. Okay, they boarded a raft. That yeah. that was my question. Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember what were, you'd said. Yeah, they were on a raft while uh, Nathan... Uh, Climbed in his box and took headed his chances for help. with the box. Yeah. See, I don't know if that makes sense. Hmm. I think Nate's got some explaining to do. I don't know how how long were the 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 remember the navy the navy ship where they they were attacked and all the men went in the water and they were just you know a bunch of them died because of the sharks and. uh they had to hang around out there in the water for so long in the freezing water. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it was either Animal Planet. It was Shark Week. Whoever does Shark Week, they uh, they had a movie about it several years ago. And um, I can't remember the name of it. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was based on real events. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they were just so many people in the water and so many people came out, which was the actual... Yeah, I don't know if you've ever watched Jaws. It's a great movie. Uh, but the the old man, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I can't remember the guy. Oh, that guy, he's I going to I'll kill the whole son of a bitch for $50,000 or whatever. <laughs> you know what he says. Uh, but yeah. anyway, for 50000 you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's not coming to me right now. But anyway, he he gives a little speech at that little town hall meeting there. And uh, you hear him say so many men went in the water that night. So many men left the water that night. And that's that's the thing. That's what he was talking about because he had been in that situation. I'm getting off track. Sorry. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do. 
Um, so now we're going to get into the portion of the show where you guys can actually participate. Um, so before I tell you any of these scary numbers, I uh, just want to let you guys know um, that these are all supposedly creepy numbers. Um, I personally, I do not, I have not called any of these numbers. Um, Chicken. Not going to unless I did. We'll get Lexi on here to dial all these numbers. <laughs> I ain't scared. All right. Um, well, uh, just just letting you know, depending on where you are in the world, you might get a different results may vary. Okay. Um, Data but, charges may apply. <laughs> the uh, so apparently uh, some of the the website I actually got these from. It says that. Um, they won't work for everyone based on your location. Um, they are linked. Some of them are linked to certain countries. Um, and you may get different responses depending on the time of the day you call. At the same time, some creepy phone numbers might even weirdly go into somebody's voicemail. If you find yourself receiving different responses each time, it's all right and it happens with these numbers. If you think you are brave, <coughs> Lexi, you can try these out and share your experience with us. So, but anyway... Uh, the first number we're going to get to is the number. Okay, before I go any further, I don't recommend anybody calling. If you'd like to call, call. I, you know, with all the spam and crap we got out there say, these days. Why'd you, why'd you bring it up and then say, oh, never mind, don't do it? I'm not telling anybody. I'm just saying, oh, don't you're just do saying, it because I'm, look, I'm not oh, trying okay. to end myself up in a Joe Rogan situation okay. here, okay? Somebody dialed the number yourself. and it gave them COVID <laughs> misinformation. And no, we're not doing that. Okay. Speaking of which, Neil Young's music is quietly back on uh, Spotify, by the way, but you don't hear that in the media. I was about to say, I wouldn't know. Um, I wouldn't know because I don't care. I don't either. Um, but anyway, just not trying to end up in a situation like that, okay? Got um, it. Okay. Just no negative energy about it, but I'm just telling Positive you. Positive vibes call, only. That's right. Uh, call at your own risk is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I will. So the, first, so the first number is 408 Go ahead. 408-634-2806. Now, this number tops the list of creepy phone numbers you should never call the number is part of an urban legend and rumor is that the number dials directly to a red room now it's used to track down the physical location of people who make the call or receive calls from this number it might as well be a haunted phone number if you are an extremely adventurous and risk-loving person who has things like getting kidnapped on your bucket list, go ahead and call this number. <laughs> you will be kidnapped, brought to the red room, be? tortured, killed, or both. <laughs> oh, no. I'll let you call that one then. Um, legend has it that the sessions are said to be telecasted live over the web. Uh, so what? there you go. <laughs> on the dark web or what? It doesn't say dark web. It just says web. But I'm pretty sure web. it's probably about the only place you're going to be able to find it. Okay. All right. So, once again, well, dial at your own risk. Okay. Um, so, this next one actually uh, sounds like a haunted phone number. Uh, it's based in Marion, North Carolina, uh, in McDowell County, about 85 miles west and slightly north of Charlotte, North Carolina. 
When you call the number, you hear disturbing and blaring noises. You will then hear a man frantically conveying what sounds like a message in binary code. When this binary message is converted into text, you get the word death. (laughs) Waiting on my audience reaction. Now, how would I... I mean, why would I have known to translate it into code or something like I, that? I have no. I, I know, right? Well, how do you know? It's, I don't know. I guess it's, it's zero one one zero zero one one zero 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 one. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. But that number, if you decide to call, is 828 now, this, sound, this sounds extremely spooky because this message of death is not just delivered in a horrid way, but also creatively in binary code. Now, of course, this one only seems to work in the United States. So the next phone number on our list is 801-820-0263. Um, now, when you dial this number, you can hear many things simultaneously at once which is what simultaneously means. Uh, you, can hear a, <laughs> you can hear a man counting from one to three and seven. So I don't know if he's saying one, two, three, seven. One, one two, two, three, three and, and seven. seven, seven. <laughs> and these creepy phone numbers are repeated over and over again, followed by the sound of a man calling out your name. And that's what he says, your boy. name? Or he'd be like, I don't, Isaiah. See, that would be creepy. And like, one, two, three, and seven. seven. <laughs> I'm calling that number. Uh, well, it's not going to call my name if you call it. True. <laughs> uh, but it says that the horrid voice goes on to describe what you are doing and where you are at at the moment. Oh, heck no. Uh-uh. So. But now I'm curious. Now I want to call. I know, right? Why don't you call it while we're on right now? You want me to? Yeah, call it. I dare you. Okay. Give me the number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Are do, you it. Really don't, do it. Don't tempt me. I'll do it. All right. Here we go. 801-820-0263. And my line goes dark. Are you ready? I'm doing it for real. Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't know if I am, but okay. I'm going to put on speaker. I'm going mute. I already got creeped out. I can't do it. What the fuck? <laughs> I heard it. One. 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 Maybe he's saying one. One. And he thinks my name's one. I don't know. Juan. Juan, are you me? there, Juan? One? I don't know. I mean, I'll call it back, but I just kind of hung up. I don't know. My finger just hit the hang up button because that freaked me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'll call oh, it I, back. I, I, Sorry, I'm having a little bit of technical. Because I think I'm home alone again, and now I'm scared. What? Yeah. I heard the door, and I'm hoping. I don't I don't know. I heard the door. I don't know if it means I'm home alone, or someone else came over, or what. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Who was All that? right. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, that creeped me out. I felt like a kid, a teenager right I there. Know. Like, I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized after I dialed it, I'm like, I don't want to do it. 
You Clint. idiot. They're going to contact you about your car's extended oh, warranty. That's why it's such a horror phone number. <laughs> Dang it. Probably so. It, you Ooh. you talked me into it. All right. Well, we're going to call these numbers back. Yeah, we will. At a later date and time. With like incognito numbers. We're going to get a burner yeah. number and call them. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck tracking this track phone. Yeah. <laughs> From Dollar Gentral. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the next number uh, is two zero two zero two zero two zero. So, this is for our friends over in the United Kingdom. If you live in the United Kingdom, I'd love to know if you ever tried this. So, you go to a payphone in the United Kingdom and you try this number. Uh, legend has it that when you dial the number, you will hear a female uh, voice answers the phone call and repeats, help me, help me, Susie's dying. Or it could be, help me, help me, Susie's drowning. Oh, no. There have been no reports of a real Susie. So, there you go. That's that's spooky. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. I looked at my um, call log just now, and apparently that number that I dialed is from Clearfield, Utah. Just throwing that out there. They're closer to you than they are to me. Yikes. Just throwing that out there. I'm going to delete it from my call log now. (laughs) You better block that. I think I'm going to block it, too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The things I do. Yeah. The things I do for a laugh. for (laughs) For the sake of entertainment. For the good of humanity. Yeah. Somebody's got to dial these numbers. Well, that's somebody apparently in me because I can't hack it out. All right. So next one, I don't know if you want to do this, especially not knowing if you're home alone or right now. But not. <laughs> uh, but have you ever tried to t- to dial the number 666? I ain't doing it. <laughs> no. So suppo- <laughs> supposedly uh, this is a direct hotline to the devil himself. Why would I do that? <laughs> really? <laughs> We won't even take change back if it's 666. Uh-uh, I gotta buy something else. Is that all you dial? Just 666? That's it. Not 6666? No, it's just 666 and then... It just says it's 666. I mean, that's convenient. Um, (laughs) If you were wanting to make that phone call, it's like a speed dial. So, when dialing this number, some people have reported that nothing happened. And some report they hear eerie music and even have heard satanic noises. What exactly a satanic noise sounds like? I'm not quite sure. I'm not going to find out. Um, I bet it. you call it and there's ABBA playing on the other end. <laughs> or maybe Neil Young. Dancing queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I got to do some counting here. All right. So if you dial a number, uh, a one... Followed by, damn it, I done lost my train. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you dial a one with ten zeros behind it. Uh, now, this is uh, uh, believed to be a very cursed phone number over in Asia. Uh, now, callers have claimed that they hear a male voice threatening them to tell 15 others about the number. It is believed that this number belongs 
to the dead. And if you receive a call from it, it means your deceased loved one is trying to reach you. The man on the other side of the call says that you could die within a week (gasps) if you don't agree with him. Oh, Uh, these are like those emails that used to go around. Really? You remember those? Did you ever get those? Chain mail? Yes. It's like a chain phone call, though. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, it's like if you don't send this email to 30 people, you're gonna die in three days, or you know, something stupid like that. Then Telly Savalas is coming to your house. I'll give you a ride. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hitting the club mid. (laughs) Um. So, one fun fact. Um. Dead people have a phone number, apparently. Apparently they do. Um, um, if you are from, if you are if you are in uh, Asia, or uh, if you've ever dialed this number from Asia, let us know. Love to hear from you. Okay, but if they have, um, would they even be hearing us right now, or would they be dead? Somebody had to, it's kind of like the Goonies. Somebody mm-hmm. had to live and tell about yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Someone had to get the story out. Uh, Give us a call. Let us know. That's right. Our number isn't cursed. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> All right. So this is a zero followed by nine eights. Uh, this is another cursed number. And uh, this is this is believed to be a cursed number in Bulgaria. It said that the mobile number's owner died of a horrible death. The first man... Uh, I'm going to screw this name up, and I apologize in advance, but Vladimir Amir Granov, who owned the number, died of an aggressive form of cancer. The second man to die was the next CEO, Konstantin Dimitrov. The third one was Konstantin Dishlev. They were both mercilessly shot dead on the street, after these incidents, the phone number was blocked by the company. So, I don't know. I'm just—I'm not playing stupid here, but I don't know how phone numbers work in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So apparently, this one, two, three—what did I say? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, a one followed by several eights. Uh, so it looks like nine eights. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. No. So you got—it's uh, a ten-digit number. So zero. And nine eights. So there you go. Um, What's your number? 888-888-888-888. Easy to remember. So we have zero, nine, zero, followed by eight fours. Now, this number is known in Japan as Sadako's number. Now, this was the name of the ghost from the Ring movie. Oh, goodness. The original Ring movie. The Japanese Ring yeah, the Japanese uh, ring movie. The U.S. It one said sucked. That the, uh, well, I never saw the Japanese oh, one. I didn't but... either, but I assume it had to be better than the U.S. one because the U.S. one sucked. <laughs> um, I thought the first one was better than the second one. I thought uh, it was crap. Um, I did like the idea behind it, though. Yeah, the idea behind it is awesome, but yeah. just the execution of it, I wasn't impressed. I agree. I, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it since it came out. And, there's probably and back then I wasn't. That. Probably. I wasn't impressed by it. Um, I I should watch it again. Uh, now, supposedly, over in Japan, this number was actually used to help promote that movie. 
Uh, so when you dial the number, you can hear strange, creepy noises. And it's also rumored uh, that you are bound to die within a week. For example, the number four, she, sounds like the word death, she. So I guess like when you dial into the numbers, you dial zero, nine, zero, she, 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 she. <gasps> Death. death, 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 death. Yep, death, 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 death. Bikers. All right. Don't do it, y'all. <laughs> All right, so now dial seven nines. If you no. what? Oh, I thought you told me now dial. <laughs> no, I said no. No, 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 no. You no. can't make me. Uh if you were to dial nine no oh, lord, seven nines from Thailand. So a bunch of people in Thailand or a group of people in Thailand seem to believe that this number is cursed. Uh, When you call, it says you are asked to make a wish. Of course, the wish will be granted, but you'll die afterward in an accident within a week. Uh, Well, that's a bummer. (laughs) Did they tell you that up front? They're Uh, like, okay, you get your wish, but you're going to be dead. Yeah, probably. Enjoy it within a week. Yeah. I want to win the lottery. Enjoy it this week. I mean, how long do you get with your wish? And how long does it take for the wish to come true? I presume less than a week. It'd have to. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, said so you're bound to die within a week. So. Yeah, I'm not going to chance it. But what if your wish is to not die? Ooh, very creepy. Creepy indeed. I'm sorry, please go on. <laughs> so if you are from Thailand or Japan and you've ever dialed uh, either one of those numbers, give us a call. Um you will find our number at the beginning of this episode because I have not uploaded it yet. Um, um, so here's another one. This is another uh, form of the devil's number, 666. So now we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, follow 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Okay, so the first one is 10 sixes, as in a normal number, or one followed by 10 sixes. So, of course, this is another one known as the number of the devil. The number does not show up on any phone bills. Who looks at their phone bills? I don't. I don't either. Uh, So when you ring the number, a hollow voice and a lot of static in the background are heard. The surprising part is that it does not show up on the phone bill. Hmm. So, uh, there you go. I don't know what to think about that. Um, That's kind of spooky. Huh. What's the number you had to? Didn't you dial like star six seven to not be? To, yeah, to yes, not have your number show up on Star six seven ID? to be incognito. Star sixty nine to dial the last number that dialed you. That is correct. Man, those were the days, weren't they? Eh. Eh. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, do you remember the? Uh, now that you think about it, yeah. I mean, they were great days. I mean, no joke about it. But we had, um, you know, we had some cool stuff back then. I don't know. Do you remember Cinnaburst? Or Minta Burst? Yeah. The gum? Uh-huh. Okay. Did you I know? Do. I didn't know this. Uh, it took me years to figure this out, but did you know you could eat the paper? I think I did eat the paper. <laughs> Without knowing about it? Probably. I was weird like that. I was a strange um, child. I didn't know that until my cousin told me years later. He was like, you know you can eat the paper with it. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, you chew the stick of gum and then toss the, the paper in your mouth and it it dissolves with it and it sure as heck did it worked i said okay huh what was it made out of did you say oh i don't know what it was made out of oh huh. <laughs> edible okay. paper i mean i guess really 
you could eat anything. <laughs> it may not be um, meant to be eaten, but huh? Very true. I'm sure I did eat it. Um, trying to think what else did we? What? Else? I mean, we had so many great things from the '90s. We really did. Yeah. Oh man. And you know, I, I think I may. Have, I don't know if I. I can't remember if I mentioned this here or not, but. I seen someone on uh, TikTok was asking Vanilla Ice, aka Rob Van Winkle, uh, that mm-hmm. he, you know, why did I, th- why did, why did he think that '90s, the '90s were the last great decade? And he said, if you think about it, nothing original has come out since. That's a good point. If you think about it, he's telling the truth. Everything's just rehashing things from the '90s or before. Um, we uh, wow, yeah. We had moon shoes, man. I always wanted those. I did too. And now I'm glad I never got them. Yeah, because apparently they were trash. But yeah, that's what I heard. Just the concept of them was really, really cool. If you want to, if you want some real moon shoes, go put on some ankle weights and run around in those for an hour. And then take them off, and then I promise you, you feel like you're flying. Heck yeah. I think we're getting ideas for a spinoff show, a '90s nostalgia spinoff show. Back to the '90s. Yes. Do you watch that guy on TikTok? That it was the '90s. I think I do. Okay. He has some funny stuff. Anyway. Yeah. There's another girl I follow on there who does. Uh, does anybody remember this show? And then she'll play like the clip. Um, but yeah, that, it, it's crazy. Some of the great things, the shows. TGIF uh, used to come on oh, Friday night. Oh, I nights. love TGIF. Perfect Strangers, Balky Botanimus, and uh, just all this Little great. House. Yeah, we had such great programming, man. I know. I'm not saying none of the shows we have nowadays, yeah. but but we're spoiled. We are so spoiled, and that's we are. the God's honest truth. You know, we are living in a time and generation now where. Everything, every bit of information we could ever want is literally at our fingertips and we Mm -hmm. have no patience. Yeah, we don't have to wait for anything anymore. Yeah. Back in the 90s, to watch uh, Family Matters or Full House, you had to wait till Friday nights at 8. Yeah. You couldn't just turn on Netflix or put in a DVD and be like, oh, there it is. That's right. We didn't have no DVDs back then. And I think that's why kids kids don't know patience now because they've never had to exhibit patience. I agree. Uh, you know, we didn't. The closest thing to a VR headset that we had back then was the ViewMaster, the 3D ViewMaster, oh, yeah. where you would put the little disc in that looked like uh, uh, photo negatives, mm-hmm. and you would slide that in there. And it had a little trigger on the side, so you look in it like a pair of binoculars, and you flip that little trigger down, and it would move that disc, uh, that little wheel disc around, and you would see different images, and you held it up to the light. The more light you had coming through on the other end, the more the, the picture was more prevalent. It was all in 3D. It was the yeah. best 3D you could ever get. It was get. really It was cool. better than some of the 3D you can get in theaters Yeah, right you're now. right. I remember those. Those were cool. Had a, I remember a light bright. I had light bright. And what was the thing? Uh, I can't remember. Um, was it skip it? Where you put it? Oh, I was gonna say had, skip it before you <laughs> brought you put it, it up. on your ankle. Yes, I wish they yeah. made those now. I loved skip it, and that's a good workout too. <laughs> that workout. thing looked like it would eat away the skin around your ankle. It did. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if you like got off kilter a little bit, if you got out of your rhythm, you'd like end up beating up your other leg and it was something else. I don't know what made us get off on this tangent, but I believe it was the the, the, when you think about it, the nostalgia of telephones, because as a teenager in the 90s, everybody had that uh, either have a Mickey Mouse phone or Felix the Cat uh, telephone or you had uh, what was the one? Uh, it had the see-through yeah, uh, was it telephone. One of the VTECs? Probably. I had a VTEC. It was a cordless, though. A VTEC um, neon green. Phone. You know, I think I have a VTEC in my living room right now. It's not from really? that generation, but it, it's. Yeah. It's a. VTEC I, I used to, to put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. I remember. I've never actually seen one in real life, but I remember on Nickelodeon, they used to have this uh, deal, like this contest in the afternoons. And it was like a, a video phone, but it was like one at your house. And so, like, it had a little camera on it, and, like, you could look, you could see each other, basically. It was like, oh, wow. it was like Zoom like a or Like space time. Yeah. It, yeah. it was crazy. But it, I vaguely remember that. I wanted one so bad. And I was <laughs> like, why is it always the kids on Nickelodeon who gets the coolest shit? I know. Shit? It's true. <sighs> but That is anyway. true. These are all tales and adventures of days long gone. Days long gone, days missed. Yeah. <sighs> Ghosts of days gone by. <laughs> Man. Mm. I'm telling yeah. you, we had the best time in the 90s. We really did. Early 2000s weren't bad. Uh, now, you were yeah. older in the early 2000s, but, um, you know, early 2000s were okay. Um, but really, the 90s were where it was at. I was going to tell you. That if I'm older than you now, I was older than you then. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, you were not 12 years old in the early 2000s is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, some of the stuff you're talking about, you were like 10, 12. I'm thinking, no, in yeah, the early 2000s, I mean, I'm not trying to give away your age or anything, but you were like 40, you know, in, in 2000, somewhere in there. So, you know. I asked for that comment to be stricken from the record. Edit. Um, but no, I mean, heck, I was 12 and 92. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wasn't. (laughs) But I remember things that happened in 1992 like it was 10 years ago and not 30 years ago. Look here, lady. We got our moon shoes from the moon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We walked uphill both ways to school 10 miles an hour. I mean, 10 miles both ways uphill in the snow. In the moon shoes. In the moon shoes, which would be hell, I, I imagine. <laughs> that would be rough. And while trying to all maneuver way. a skip it, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we Good had time. some of the best shows, some of the best products. I mean, just it was just different. It was just different. It just I can't yeah. I can't explain it. it. It's nostalgia, and I love it, and I love reminiscing about it. So all good stuff, all good fun. Uh, but anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This is going to wrap everything up. Um, join us here next time. Um, who knows what we're going to talk about? Uh, but who knows? who knows? I don't know. This is phone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out between now and next time. Uh, yeah, we always do. Uh, so, if you'd like to follow us on social media, oh Lord, I kicked the microwave, microwave, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick the microwave. Maybe I was 40 in 
2000. I don't know, brother. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> um, carbon dating. Uh, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Southern Spectre Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, at the Southern Spectre. Don't forget to follow us along on TikTok, at the Southern Spectre Podcast. And if you'd like to uh, leave us a voicemail, you can look for the leave a voicemail here button down below. And also, if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the Southern Inspector Podcast at gmail.com. And hopefully, if you're listening in the future, there's a number that I will insert here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he will maybe he won't we'll find out only the future will know but guys uh this has been a great episode uh, i absolutely loved it last episode was great too i love talking about that kind of stuff so i hope Me too. we hope you guys enjoyed it um we're gonna we're gonna dig around we're, we're gonna find some more great stuff for you so stick around and uh, find out what we talk about next uh I've been your host, Isaiah, and... Drink your water, take your vitamins, and stay spooky. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>